0: hey everybody welcome back to dungeon monitors it's been a minute but i've been really fucking busy this past few months have been really chaotic important and reflecting between pride juneteenth roe versus wade i've been very busy and you've done an excellent job waiting for me loyally faithfully and i'm so proud of you oh do you like that of course you do no matter who you are Everyone likes that. Everyone likes to be on the receiving end of this. Everybody, maybe not in the mushy-gushy baby talk way, everybody loves to be spoken to like that. Encouraged. Praised. You could be a kingster. You could be a not-boring-ass person or just a regular Schmegular Joe. That words of affirmation is your love language, and if you're any of those... This episode should pique your interest, and if you're boring, sorry about your luck. Stay tuned, you just might learn something. Everybody has a praise kink, but not everyone's scale is the same. There's a lot of fluctuation in that. It's layered, but we're going to talk about this. The role of a caregiver, and pardon me, you may hear me a couple times say caretaker. That's how unfamiliar and alien this is to me, because pro-dom-wise, again, this was not a part of my wheelhouse. Predominantly focused on TPE, impact play, selling items, articles of clothing, so on and so forth. Humiliation fin dom. The list goes on, but again, caregiver, no, no hard now. For me. Now, pillow talk is different, but we're gonna get into that another time. And let me tell you, I am an elite professional at pillow talk. Humble brag. Only for that special someone. <laughs> you wish caregiver and caretaker have some similar meanings, but in the BDSM atmosphere, proper terminology is caregiver. I will absolutely slip up and say caretaker a couple of times. It's really not intentional. This isn't really talked about a lot in the King community. When the common man or vanilla person start to look up research kink, it usually defaults to sexual fetishes or feet. (laughs) Everyone's favorite. Being a caregiver is extremely important as long as you're not doing so in a toxic manner. And when you're a legit caregiver, being well-worded should be one of your best skill sets. It's more than likely the person on the receiving end, the little, which they're not always little, by the way, there's variations of this, typically have a praise kink and you don't have to be a little to have a praise kink the majority of us have a fucking praise kink and a lot of people are in denial but realistically when somebody compliments you even if it's subtle no matter your personality whether you're guarded whatever you want to call it internally it gives you a little tickle you could be shy you could be antisocial still when someone gives you the most basic compliment or the basic acknowledgement of you doing something well if the compliment or praise is unwarranted, if you're a standoff person, if you don't seek that. Because some people, if you're antisocial, to be praised, complimented, appreciated, any form of that naturally, internally, even if you do not smile or react, there is a reaction going on in your body. Let's go over a small list of who some of these caregivers are. femdom, Dom, Soft Dom, Mommy Dommy, Dommy, Dommy Mommy... Daddy dom, ooh, daddy is a state of mind. I'm your daddy. (laughs) Anyways, all of these words, these terms have multiple meanings, and they're all extensions to a certain extent of the caregiver dom. And part of that, and some others predominantly focus on this, which is very important, as a caretaker dom, is to provide supplemental support, meeting needs of validation, affirming human needs, as well as providing the appropriate earned attention. And just because you're a caretaker dom doesn't mean you don't have limits and boundaries as how you distribute what as you deem to be necessary. Being that you are in control as you are the dom, you're just a really nice approachable one (laughs) with that mommy energy and those mommy qualities. I have an idea. Let's do a little practice. Ready for an affirmation? Are you sure? What a good girl. You're such a good girl. Who's mommy's good girl? You did so good. When you're on the receiving end of that, when you have a praise kink, that person becomes enamored with those words. Those words are relieving, they're hypnotic, and if you take pride in caretaking, your little submissive, or however you want to label it, the person on the receiving end, their mental and emotional well being should be in your best interest. This type of domination is very powerful, and you will definitely leave a mark in their minds. And I am talking more so in relationship terms. Sessions, of course, are always different. With that for clarity, I am actually referring to a more of a long-term type partnership relationship. For the dominatrix pro dom, of course, there's sessions for this category. But let's take a look at the dominatrixes, dominatrixes, dominatrix goddesses, queens, princesses. Let's go to the darker realm of the prodom, the seductress. Some of the cruel, crueler, and the cruelest. Think about them. They provide aftercare. Aftercare is an extension of caretaking. In the beginning, when I was prodoming, I was not great at aftercare. Let me fucking tell you. Yikes. But it's the truth. It's the complete truth. I was not good at it. Completely unfamiliar. All of that was unheard of to me, especially because I never associated Dom dominant as as someone to use those very important abilities. Eventually, I received and understood and learned the importance of the aftercare. Hydration. I know almost every episode I tell you this. Fucking hydrate. No matter what, hydrate. I'm not only saying this as a dungeon monitor. I'm just fucking saying it. Just do it and listen to me. It's important. Stretching is a close second. <sighs> but I was not... Accustomed to any of this caretaking aftercare, really. When I first started doing dom work, but aftercare is really important, even if you're a cruel dom, and the lifestyle and or experienced are aware of that. Does not matter. Aftercare always needs to be applied. Always. Back on the relationship situationship side, it's always important to establish the dynamics, and no matter what, boys and girls, no matter the identification in the situation. No matter the role, always remember to put respect and boundaries in the forefront. As a caretaker, take it a step further. Protect not only with the physical safety, you must utilize emotional safety as well as it'll strengthen your spirits. I know this sounds mushy of me, but it's true. In a relationship, everyone's emotional well-being is just as important as our physical well-being. I know I stated that before, but that's important that you always keep that in mind. It should just be organic. It shouldn't be just in mind. It should be natural. Do you understand that, good boy? Yes, you do. You do. You listen to mommy and you're a good boy. Of course, you do. That's such a good boy. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you are welcome. And I'm just going to say, and I only mean that in this moment, in this instance, first time's free. You're welcome. But in case you were wondering, if you follow me on Instagram, you can definitely find a way to tribute. Moving along, when people look up the shit, when people go on Google, the almighty, all knowing. <laughs> search engine some people live and die by google looking up caregiver caretaker in the bdsm environment not the medical field it takes you down the warm wormhole of compassion, understanding, caring, gentleness, kindness, affection, people who are driven by nurturing or being nurtured. The need to be needed, and that can be perceived at times, especially if you don't do it properly, as very unhealthy. Especially if one party or both parties are really taking advantage of it. It can get messy, oversaturated. It can be subtle, it doesn't have to be extreme, but there are some definite extremes. So with that, I'm going to dive into the healthy aspects of this position, all while destigmatizing the majority of it. It certainly definitely has some hefty and grotesque, perverse stigmas. Am I going to be able to completely clean up a super taboo just because of the labels that are used in this type of fetish? Probably the fuck not. Reason being, because no matter how much I clear up of what I know and what the good qualities of this is, it's still used and abused. Much like everything else in life, it's the dose. The dose is what makes the poison. Taking advantage, I will explain the pros and cons, more so the pros. I'm going to try to bring this back in your mind to what its purpose is. What it is to be, what it's supposed to be. Let me start with clearing the air. I mentioned, if you remember, caregiver provides the supplemental support. They meet needs of validation. They're supposed to affirm human needs as well as providing attention when appropriate because things have to be earned. Right? Right. Correct? Okay. All right. When understanding what it all means, it can be obviously pretty complicated. For the vast majority hearing this, hearing the titles mommy, daddy, little baby girl, and not like, hey, baby girl, or ooh baby girl, like baby girl. Most think about parenting, but caregiver is much more neutral. Think about if you've ever been in a position to be a caregiver in the vanilla way to an aging parent, a sick spouse, or a child, you know that definition is in the name. To provide care. Daddies, mommies, and other doms who fall into this category provide care, too. It's just a different kind. I, myself, thought this all meant you had to identify with, like, a specific age or pretend to be a kid. This is actually a very popular opinion. It is fucking gross. Everyone's style is different. Um, you know, yours has to make sense to all parties involved. For me, I'm a daddy. I'm your daddy. <laughs> I got that big daddy energy. I can be a mommy, too. I'm pretty flexible. But never in the weird caregiver dynamic of that scenario. No, thank you. Age play can be a part of a caregiver little dynamic. Some littles identify closely with, like, an age, and part of their dynamic is for the dominant to assume a parental-like role for this legal consenting adult who portrays characteristics of a younger age, diapers pacifiers sippy cups coloring books and a lot more of that weird stuff yeah i'm not involved anyway not for me no thank you yeah but it's totally a thing that version is totally a thing and i'm personally not into it and anyone hearing this that takes offense to what i'm saying because maybe they're into it it's not you baby it's me this is definitely not my cup of tea whatever specific words that are used daddy dom with a little girl or or caregiver with their little it's whatever you make of it in your own power exchange this is all very inclusive when you hear a vanilla couple using some of those terms for example that's my daddy thanks daddy when it's a vanilla situation could mean many things but mostly it means he takes care of me so in that moment in those moments there is some caregiving aspects to it. And yes, there can be some kink involved, not to the degree of the BDSM caregiver little type roles. Another example would be using mommy in the flexing of the in and out of the vanilla atmosphere, especially when done openly and publicly. Yes, mommy. Thank you, mommy. It could definitely be a term of endearment depending on culture, for example, I am Hispanic. If I refer to anybody as mommy, first of all, I mean M-A-M-I, not M-O-M-M-Y. But regardless of the spelling, if I refer to any person as mommy, I mean it in the most complimentary way. And it also means from me that you are in high regards. At times in the vanilla day-to-day, when I call someone mommy, I don't necessarily mean I put you in the highest regards always. Sometimes I use it in a little cutesy way because it gives people confidence a form of praise, and everybody has a praise kink. Full circle. Okay, keep up with me. Many times, cultural, not cultural, when men refer to women as mommy. Low key, that means that is the decision maker. (laughs) Ask her. She's the boss, obviously. Mom, mommy, mother, usually when referred to someone that is your partner it it does usually mean I hold her in the highest regard and she is a caretaker or a caregiver to a certain extent remember when a child is growing up most of the time there's a lot of female influence and there's a lot of praise for the mother and the mother even though not may not always be the head of the house but she's usually the neck holding up the head which is very influential to a young mind long story short to be called mother mommy, mom, or anything relating to that is typically a grand compliment. And I'm going to quote Eric Draven, who played the crow in the movie, the crow, the actor Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son played the crow. And I don't give a fuck how sappy you think this is, but it's a beautiful quote, there is a lot of truth to it. Mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children. Amazing movie, R.I.P. Brandon Lee. If you want to be sad, definitely watch that movie. (laughs) It is a great movie. It's a 90s movie. There were a couple other ones made. They're not as great. That quote is beautiful, and it's not just for literal children, because we all have a little child inside of us, even if we're 75. It hits the hearts of many. It is very touching. Now, the scene where he says it in the movie is not... Very touching because the person he's talking to is a piece of shit. What he says in the film to that character who is a huge, negligent, selfish piece of shit resonates with her and it actually changes her a little bit. I don't want to give too much away. I'm sure people listening to this, I hope they've seen The Crow. The Crow is so dope. The first Crow is amazing. Gen Z, listen to me, watch the fucking movie. I watched it when I was really small. I totally probably should not have. I absolutely should not have watched that movie at the time I watched it, but it definitely hit home. Even fucking Dwight from The Office, he said if he had only one movie to choose, if he were on an island, he would choose The Crow. And that made Dwight so much more dope. Moving along, we all have ideas of what something means based on stereotypes, erotica, porn, and just bad information, which we get a lot of fucking bad information, period. With that, when you already have a definition of mommy, daddy, or little in your head, it will usually involve kids because of those very specific words. Is that an option in this category? Yeah, because there is such a thing as age play. It's a very small percentage, Not for everyone, and as you've heard for the 11th time during this episode, it sure is definitely not for a bitch like me. Well, specifically not that part of it. It's good to have options, just that option is not the option I would select. If I'm caregiving to a partner or in a session, when I say, keep up the good work, mommy's so proud of you, I'm not envisioning you as a minor. I'm seeing you as my pet that I'm giving praise to. If that makes sense to anybody, I hope it does. (laughs) I hope somebody understands me and what I'm saying. Because it can be difficult to understand. And using, again, the term caregiver, little, tends to get people to ask, what the fuck does that mean? And most people will assume what it means. And they'll get grossed out. And rightfully so, to a certain extent. It's very easy to assume, you know, it's to the degree of the... More perverse angle. If you are on the clock app TikTok, one of the best social media entities that could really do a deep dive with all their content that they have out, very thorough, in depth teaching of caregiver mommy dummy is Rosie Quartz Official. She's on TikTok. She has great content, amazing examples, and explanations, and she's a stupendous teacher. My explanation does not hold water to Rosie Quartz, and she executes it so well. Again, for me, caregiver was a topic and something I was not accustomed to when I first started doing Dom work. And even today, in day to day and domination, vanilla, whatever, this way, that way, I definitely am, I would say personally, an amazing mommy Dom, daddy Dom, Dom Dom, period. Explaining it on the other half, I'm not great at, but I do use these qualities in basic vanilla life day to day. I use it with encouraging my friends, I use to distribute praise when needed, I motivate, and yes, I still do have an ominous presence, that's all part of this, as I am here to teach and corner anybody with the highest hopes destigmatizing all of this. Well, most of it. This industry, the lifestyle... Just want to give everyone who's not familiar a more realistic betrayal, separate from the oppressive power structures and how they have this defined to the general public. Hypocrites, condemning Kingsters, role players, sex workers, in one hand, while jacking off to us in the other hand. What do you know? An important note for everybody and anybody is just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not valid. I personally, on this episode, did diarrhea shit all over the one concept under the umbrella extension caregiving branch because I prefer the other options and dynamics of caregiving. Domination. I myself try not to go into much of yucking someone's yum, but hey, different strokes for different folks, right? In a relationship like this, again, I'm going to say it one more time, one more again, no matter the identification or role, always remember to put respect and boundaries in the forefront. Okay, I just want to drill it in your fucking heads. Very important. Okay, now, pro-dom scenario, pro-dom session, pro-dom experience. Have confidence in our guidance. Our expectations for you are simply cease to resist and trust. It is key. Trust us. Trust me. Certainly, you are in safekeeping. You're in a safe place, play space, dungeon, bedroom, kitchen, hallway, the trunk of my car. Trust us. Trust me. And no matter the scene, no matter the situation, some things that need to be made high priority are, is everyone's safety? Trust, of course, is key. You know, don't wing it. Learn from the masters if you're inexperienced. For example, you can learn from me, of course. Competency is key. Yeah. Make sure these people that you're, you're doing this with, the person that you're doing this with, you can trust and are competent. Consistency, communication, communication. Oh my God. Without that, Empire's relationship businesses crumble. Communication is very important. If you are a dom, you have a lot of responsibility. If you're an erotic leader, a disciplinarian, caregiver, or all the above, both of you in a scenario in any relationship need clear communication of desires and boundaries is important to communicate. Let them know what's going on in your head. No matter the environment, remember your purpose. Some will understand, some will try, some won't. So what? Make a difference regardless. That also translates to you being unashamedly you and unashamedly a fan of your friends, especially in this environment. In order to thrive, evolve, so on and so forth, you have to embrace one another Support one another, especially for the expression of the spirit electrifying our souls. Protect the divine feminine, protect the divine masculine, if there's such a thing. The divine androgynous, protect all, and love one another. I've been gone for so long from this podcast. I miss it so much. It's the ass end of September. After I'm done editing this, it very well could be the beginning of October. And if you know, you know. October is Locktober, the King Gear side of Lent. Yes, Locktober is about chastity. But let me talk about September for one second, then we'll jump to chastity here. If you participated in sober September, slay and what an accomplishment. That is not fucking easy. Or if you're doing sober October, congratulations. Really tough. I support you. If you can accomplish sobriety... And September, or October, or both, holy shit, one, bra fucking vo. That is amazing. If you can do that, Locktober may be the concept for you. It could work for a disciplined motherfucker like you. Locktober is designed to challenge you, or you can just challenge yourself. You don't have to have a key holder, although you should. They'll keep you honest. 31 days, 31 fucking days. Of course, there will be wet dreams, but no touchy-touchy. By the way, I liked October before it was fucking cool. (sighs) It is the most wonderful time of the year. Loving costumes, loving Halloween. But anyway, this is not about being controlled, but it is. It's about being in control of yourself. If you don't believe you can participate completely in Locktober, do some light practice. One day in chastity, one day without Take a break for a few days, perhaps try a week in chastity. Condition yourself. Do a little trial run before you know it. We're in no nut November, and lucky you, it's one day shorter than the 31 days of October. So you have that generous break. <laughs> you know, you don't have to plan in advance for special months like these on your king calendar. Any day of the year, you can be my prisoner. I mean, locked up in chastity any day it's celebrated more worldwide in october and november. october, no no november great months, but doesn't have to be designated for specific months anytime. anytime you are ready. I'm always ready. Let's go. <laughs> Sidebar, I am debating for the next episode, will it be the facade, meaning the facade of people who are They say, I want this life, I want the Christian woman, I want this to be done, and really, at home, there's a complete power exchange. They're not actually the head of household. The woman is actually running the show. It's more so about cis males and how most of them give off this image that they have to be in charge, in control, the boss, the dictator, make all the decisions, and they want a certain type of wife or partner They profile them, and really, though, you want the stripper. Let's be real, guys. Come on. There are people in this world that marry the stripper, and there is nothing fucking wrong with that. You got a hot bitch? Cool. But there are a lot of people that go against that and say, you're going against the grain if you're with somebody who is a little bit more eccentric, outspoken, vivacious, and that seems to be a problem with society in order to fit in. Sometimes you marry the person that looks good and gives you that image, but you're really unhappy. I could go on and on. Anyway, so it's either that or we're going to talk about Locktober. Most likely we'll talk about Locktober because the next episode will be in the middle of October or closer to the end of October. And that's an important topic. And it seems like all you guys seem to really enjoy the top of conversation when it comes to Chastity. So that may be the winner. This is the end. Don't forget to visit my patron. Follow me, download me, obey me, worship me, like, share, comment, and subscribe.